welcome to Side Talks. I didn't sing us in. It sounded very newsy, that's, actually. That's very sensible. Yeah. yeah. You're just like, we're here to we're here. tell you the news of the day, but movie-related. Why not? I'm Rachel Morgan. I'm the creative director for the Sidewalk Film Festival and Cinema. That sounded so professional. It did. And I'm Corey Kraft. I'm a silly bitch who loves movies. Wow. So let's uh, let's <laughs> let's talk about all things cinema. <laughs> What's this shit? Woo. Coming in hot. <laughs> That's what we set our levels to. That's that is genuinely the case. Yes. Okay, so this is that whole thing we do where I watch a section of a bad movie, oftentimes on the treadmill. I see it. There it is. I'm just kind of entering at a random place, and it's usually a, a juiced-up blockbuster action film of some kind. I bring you the information of what I've seen, and you try to guess what film it is. Because I have a broken brain and have seen a lot of movies. And you've really been off – let's acknowledge – you've been off the game the last few weeks. It's not been my best showing, no. So let's see where we land today. Okay. Okay. So I'm um, I'm there. I'm looking at the screen. I'm you know doing my thing, and uh, there is a cage. Okay. And in that cage is a creature. I'm just going to put it that way. Okay. All right. There's a creature, and here comes a gentleman into the cage to attempt to very clearly shows uh, in a in a cutaway a um a little pair of pliers. Okay. And he, and this I know what this is. Okay, go ahead. It's Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. It is. And uh, Ted Levine is going in there to get a dinosaur tooth from the <laughs> from the dinosaur. Oh, it looks really terrible, Corey. It's not that's a terrible movie. Okay, good. Ted Levine is fun in it because Ted Levine is usually fun in things cuz he's just like a gruff like, you know, dinosaur hunter guy or whatever, right. but that's the only good thing about that movie. Okay, you're back on your game. You got it pretty quick. I mean, we have to <sighs> Boy, see... Boy, I feel good about that one because the... I, I'm just like, I watched that shitty movie for a reason. <laughs> now you, yeah, you did. And what's funny to me is I feel as if the director sat with the editor and said, edit this film as if everybody is six years old and really, really dumb and also doesn't really get any kind of visual cue at all. So you've got to really hit them over the head with it. Yeah. I mean, it's like the, the door closes and we have to see. We can't just have a go to a place where, where maybe the door, you know, just happens to be closed. No, we have to see the door. Oh, he's in there with the dinosaur and the door has closed. So, yeah, if the original Jurassic Park directed by Steven Spielberg, it's a fine oil painting. This is just some bullshit finger paint that you know, a child did uh, it, in comparison. It, it, it's really it's really quite terrible. It is. And when you can predict the gags, that's the thing. Like in the, in that particular scene, right, the thing I didn't get to describe is that they're in, then there's these executive types that are in an elevator yeah. that, that this elevator opens into the room where the dinosaur has come out of the cage. And the, and the one guy is like, you know, kind of just smugly turns and is like, oh, we, we missed out on that dinosaur and the elevator doors close. And I'm like, oh, the dinosaur's going to get the doors open. Yep. Something's going to happen. Yep. And then sure enough, I just like every gag can just be predicted. And that is just sad. Bad movie. Anyway, you got it though. I'm feeling pretty good about it. So a bad movie turned into a, a, a wonderful gift. Bad movie that I saw in theaters and own on Blu-ray. We don't have to talk about it. What's this shit? What was that shit? What was it? What up? So now it's time for a segment of the podcast called Phone a Friend, where we do just that. Phone a friend. Hello. Hey, Duder. It's Rachel and Corey. Hey. Hey. Hi. So we're, you know, giving you our weekly call, checking in with you, seeing what's going on. We want to see how Tony's tailbone is today, but also what you're watching. <laughs> okay. Yes. I was excited to give you an update about that. So 
<laughs> Things took a turn for the worse towards the end of the week. It just, he just was getting more and more sore, and it was not good. But he, uh, yeah, they checked. He had no fracture, no nerve damage or anything. That's good. Um, and by Saturday, I don't know, he, like, he, was, he was great. It's, I mean, not great, but like way better. Huh. So I think yeah. It's, uh, it's, yeah, so it just, I think it just the soreness had to radiate through his whole butt. And then, uh, and then he's, he's great. He's still using a donut to sit at his desk and on chairs. Oh. Well, so that's good. But other than that, things are good. <laughs> that's good. We're, that's some, that's kind of premature for his age, but, um, okay. I mean, maybe it's just temporary. <laughs> I yeah. mean, you know, just go ahead and get a donut. We're all going to need one. Yeah. I mean, I think once yeah. you, once you start using it, here's the question. Once you start using a donut, do you ever go back? You know, it's like, Ooh, you that, donut, I, <laughs> that donut's comfortable. Get a cushion. <laughs> but I yeah, he uh, yeah, he's so much better. It's it's quite quick because I did think last week, this time last week, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna be like nursemaid for like six weeks. This is this is my life now. But I don't know because it wasn't actually broken. It just uh, things things cleared up. <laughs> well, I'm really glad to hear that. I was I was concerned. So good good that that worked out. Um, and you know, doctors clearly don't know anything. It doesn't sound like there's been any diagnosis made whatsoever. Just that. That hurt for a minute. Yeah, this is a good time yeah. in history in particular to <laughs> let doctors really have it. You know me, Corey. Take that Never letting anybody off the hook. They're so focused on COVID. <laughs> they need to worry about Tony's tailbone. <laughs> so let's change subjects before we get too much hate mail. What are you watching right now? Okay, well, here's one that recently um, – renowned local filmmaker Bradford Thomason turned uh-huh. me on to that I had never, I never even heard of it. I'm sure you've heard of it. Um, April Fool's Day. Well, yeah, yeah, Lisa, you know, I've heard of it. My birthday's on April Fool's Day. Your this birthday. Is... I know. I know. And so um, I, can't, this one. I can't believe I haven't, this is another one that like falls in the category. I, I can't believe I didn't show you. And Bradford actually messaged me and said, I showed them my beautiful Blu-ray, them being, you know, Lisa and Tony, my beautiful Blu-ray of April Fool's Day. So what did you think? Oh, my gosh. Okay. First of all, because I had been, I never, you know, heard of it or anything. Um, I was, it just started and I was kind of unfolding. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, my gosh, it's Deborah Foreman. Oh, Hell, yes. Dream boat. Love so, um, so good. So good. And you know, I don't want to. I don't want to give anything away. But you kind of get, you know, double your double your Deborah in that one. You do double your Deborah you do is get. a really great way double to put your it. Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, my critique of hairstyles: one has good hair and one has bad hair. So, right. You know, that's so true. <laughs> that's so true. It's so true. She doubles down. Um, but yeah. Uh, so here's the thing, though. I while I super enjoyed it, I I just don't really like to be pranked personally. <laughs> you know, and I just feel like. These these hot teens, it was just like they all got pranked a little, and then they got pranked again, and they got pranked again. It was just incessant pranks. And to me, and they had been, like, buried out to this island mansion estate. And I, I mean, after probably the third prank, and, and no matter how mild it would have been, I was just, I would have been like, can I get a ferry ride out of here? Like, I can't <laughs> deal with the uncertainty of it. Like, they had those glasses that you drink out of, and then it, like, dribbles. It doesn't, let like, go into your mouth directly, and it dribbles all down you. And, I mean, that alone, that was, like, the first most mildest prank. And I was like, maybe. But it just kept getting more prankish and prankish. And I just, I was, like, so mad at all the, the pranking going on. And so, uh, yeah, don't, if anyone invites me anywhere to a mansion on an island on April Fool's weekend, I'm going to decline. Like, I've learned that's I can't Lisa, that. that could happen because you know my birthday's that weekend so and I always invite that's you to true, Dollywood I actually now that you remind me you're right I do go to like 
chateaus in the mountain, not chateaus maybe, but chalet. Oh, that's the word, chalet. <laughs> Chalets in the mountains with you around that time of year all the time. Why haven't you practiced more? I know. Well, because you would clearly check out. I mean, you're out on the dribble glass. <laughs> the problem with the so dribble out. glass uh, is that every glass, if you just don't know what you're doing, is a dribble glass. And that, that seems to always be the case for me. Oh, yeah. Same. Same. That's a good point. That's a good point. Um, yeah, yeah. It was just too many francs, but I still enjoyed it. It was fun. It was a really good, uh, you know, 80 slasher fun times, but, yeah. uh, I think I would have survived because I would have left because I would have been so annoyed at the prankage. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I can see that. I do love that film and I do love a good April fool's prank, but you know where my issue is, is like, while I love Deborah Foreman and I want to see her in everything, I just, you know, you know where my heart lies. It, it's never going to be as good as Valley Girl. No, no, never, 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 never. And it just makes me want to watch yeah. Valley Girl. I just put the same thing on it. I was like, you know what? As many times as I've seen it, I just want to, yeah, like as soon as it's over, I just want to go put Valley Girl right back on. I know, I know. So It's just a, it's just solid gold. It's like a consolation prize for that, but it just kind of puts you back to wanting, you know, it's like a drug. It's like, uh. Yeah. This one's, this one's okay, but boy, that, you know, that other one was really good. It doesn't hit like Valley Girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, who else is over in Valley Girl seeking a crazy drug? So oh, yeah, you got for your, sure. You got your, your Nick Cage dose. He's just two steps away from Mandy and that thing. I mean, that's a hit I always <laughs> want to take is, is the Nick Cage. <laughs> I mean, and there's lines from him, like, I, I quote all the time, which is like, your face is in 3D. I mean, it doesn't get any better <laughs> than that. That's my favorite Nick Cage. But, you know. Yeah. Everybody's got to evolve. You've got to evolve. Deborah Foreman had to evolve into April Fool's Day, and Nick Cage had to evolve into the acid-drinking, you know, hell-spinning creature that he is. So. Hell yeah. Um, I have a quick question for you, and then we'll let you go. But I think you might, sure. might like this. You know, you probably aren't reading the film trade pubs as much as we are, but this might have showed up on the social media feed or two for you. Um, are you aware of what's going on with Darren Aronofsky's new film? Lisa? Oh, you know, I am not. Okay, good. Because I want to, I want to see if you can guess. So Corey, without naming the name of of who this individual is, could you, could you tell Lisa a little bit about just the very quick synopsis of what the new film is? So Darren Aronofsky's new film, uh, which will begin production very soon, allegedly, is called The Whale. Um, And it is about a 600 pound English tutor uh, who is a recluse uh, in Idaho, I think who has determined that he is going to eat himself to death. I'm waiting for a reaction from you, Lisa. Wow. Okay. So, <laughs> wait. So, yeah. Okay. When you said English tutor, I thought of a home, like oh. an English tutor <laughs> style home. an English tutor style home. And yes. then, yeah, and then it was like, wait, six, okay, that would way more. Uh, and then, okay, he's a tutor. And then, so he... Wow. Okay. Is this the thing where to go away from your home, you would have to remove a wall and use a crane kind of thing? Like, like a, like a what's eating Gilbert size? Grape type yeah. situation? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. My 600 pound life. Oh, right. That's yeah. My 600. But, but like, so the goal is to just not actually get to that crane needing stage and just die. And just die. <laughs> yes. It's, it's based on uh, what apparently is a very highly acclaimed stage play that premiered, I don't know, some years ago. Um, but I think what Rachel's getting you know, at what I'm is, getting at here is I want you to guess who's playing this 600 pound. Okay. Yeah. Man. I was already trying to figure this out. Like, do they have, um, is this a thing where they have a whole suit and you have to like climb from underneath it into a little like face hole and then they make up well, you into that face hole? 
This individual's off to a pretty darn good start. Oh, come on. Do you want to guess who it is? I don't know. I don't okay. want to guess. I don't I'm want to get in trouble. I'm going to tell okay. you because I think you're going to like the answer. Brendan Fraser. <gasps> no way! Brendan? <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm super involved. I'm so interested now. I'm, I'm <laughs> extremely interested in this movie. Brendan oh, Fraser wow. come back with Darren Aronofsky directing it. Aronofsky of all the, wow. That's Hell yeah. So many things. It's like, it's like, it's like the basket at the beginning of Chopped where they're like, here's a like chicken liver and here's a scoop of pimento cheese. And, you know, and it's like, what can you make? Like, that's what it sounds like someone did with like actors and directors and subject matter. Oh, it's oh my so gosh. true. That's a really, thank you for taking us there, Lisa. We appreciate it. <laughs> and on that note, we'll let you go because it doesn't go anywhere better than that. <laughs> that's true. I am so excited. Thanks for the tip. Of course. I can't wait to talk to you about this one when it comes out. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally going to watch this one. Oh, for sure. All right, well, we'll talk to you later, Bros. Okay, bye. Bye. And now, Fast Film Terms. Corey, say it really fast. Fast Film Terms. All right, that's it. So let's move quickly. I've just got one for you today because it's, two, it's two-parter. Okay. So do you know what a gang boss is? No. I mean, you kind of do, right? Like, I mean, like I a Tony Soprano, like a right? guy on a pirate ship being like, you know, yeah. I'm well, the gang boss, mop the, the plank. I, that think, is, that's not I don't know if mop. that's what really goes down with that. But, <laughs> but what I can tell you is on a film set, it's one of two people. It's one, it has sort of a double role, gang boss, one of which is the transportation manager. Okay. And so that person will coordinate, supervise travel for cast, crew, and also for production equipment and get all of those things to and from set. Sure. Yeah, so that's the first. The second is they're in the an art department, and they're going to be supervising whatever is being built on set and managing the construction crew. It's sort of like a foreman on a construction site. Yeah, okay. And that's the gang boss. So I, I thought we'd just, since it's a fast film term, we'd leave it at that since it's two-parter. I like your Sopranos comparison more than my pirate thing. I do, too. I don't know where you're going with I that. Don't but, um, I, you I mean, they're not all winners. What can I say? Uh. Well, thank you for listening to Side Talks. We're wrapping up here. We're your own personal cinematic Paris and Nicole. I never watched any of their things. Oh, you should. Should I? Yeah, why not? I mean, it's kind of fun. It, it, it always just had major fall of the Roman Empire vibes to me. That's why you watch it. <laughs> God. So well. thanks to Beltwell Studios. <laughs> Uh, and uh, SidewalkFest.com is the website. Check out all the stuff going on at the cinema there. And um, visit us on social media at Sidewalk Film on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You know, we're always posting stuff. Thanks for listening, Duders. Yeah, bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.